we always say the golden age of these retirement plans are 59 and a half because the IRS says, hey, at 59 and a half, um, depending on the certain plan, you have access without penalty to these funds. How do you want to retire? If it's with confidence, then you've come to the right place. Unlock your financial future with Ben and Caitlin Schrock, founders of BA Schrock Financial Group. I'm Ben Schrock. And I'm Dan Oakleaf. And Dan, one episode was not enough about 403B, so today we got you back to talk about more. So welcome back. Um, again, Thank you. Caitlin's off the hook for uh, uh, one more episode, I guess. We'll, we'll get her back eventually. But today, Dan, we're going we're gonna to talk about how to incorporate 403Bs within your financial plan. So, And specifically, we're really going to focus on educators, so teachers, right? So how do we really incorporate those within our plan? It's easy to, to look outside of the public sector and say, okay, a typical 401k, a lot of times, um, and even with the new administration now, they're, they're going to make it a mandatory election or option to go right in your 401k. You don't really have a choice. It's just mm-hmm. a default to, to putting money into a 401k. So now you enter a world with teachers where you have a 403b. And my question to you really is, do, do teachers, kind of two parts, do teachers even know they have those options to put money into a 403b? And how many options do they have to, to pick from when it comes to a 403b? Yeah, surprisingly, most teachers don't even know that they have options to save in a 403b because it's their supplemental retirement plan. Um, when it comes to how many options they have, um, they usually have multiple providers within a specific school district. That's the biggest difference from 403B to 401K. 401K is a single provider. 403B, you actually have the options to choose from different companies um, that offer the 403B um, in a specific school district. Now, when it comes to 403Bs, um, the two main types of 403Bs that we see in schools are uh, 403B TSAs, which are annuity-based, and then 403B7s, which are mutual fund-based. So um, when you're running into um, teachers, and if they have a 403B, it's usually going to be one or the other in that case. And and so teachers are just supposed to know, right? I mean, uh, just supposed to uh, be able to pick and say, I want an annuity-based one or I want a mutual fund-based one or like like what's the kind of the guidance on that? Yeah, so it's super confusing. Um, a lot of school districts don't even um, have a benefits fair or benefits options plans to where they go over the different options. So um, it's kind of happenstance to say, hey, they heard from it from a friend or they have somebody down the hallway that does a 403B wants you go with this provider. So um, it's very, very um, not science-based as of what they're choosing, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to um, laying out what the different options are and what availab- availabilities they have um, in their specific school district. And so w- when someone does enroll into a 403B, um, how do they, I guess, how do they go about doing that? Is it pretty easy to do it? I guess what would be... I try to look at it and say, what would, what would keep me from not doing one? Is it easy to do it or does it really impact my take home, right? So mm-hmm. everyone lives on a budget these days and, and, and we have to be focused on on paying the bills, obviously. So um, is there really a big impact to, to the net paycheck and, and why isn't everyone doing this? Kind of give me your, your two cents on that. Yeah, so with the paycheck, it's totally based on how much 
um, an individual may save. In 403Bs, you can save up to about $19,500 per year. Um, if you're over the age of 50, you can save about $26,000 per year. So um, how it's going to affect their paycheck is completely upon um, what they decide to do per pay. Um, and that is very, very flexible in most school districts we see. Um, the reason why most people don't save is the kind of the lack of, like we talked about, the lack of knowledge um, and the lack of understanding of what a 403B is. Um, they might have heard about it from a colleague um, or somebody who may have already retired to say, hey, I had a 403B or you know what, I never needed to save in a 403B because my pension is so strong. But as we previously spoke about in a um, different podcast, um, the pension obviously um, has the ability to change kind of at any time. So, yeah. So, and I guess maybe there's not a big enough platform for us to mm-hmm. get out there and spread our message about these and, 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 and kind of influence teachers and, and anyone for that matter to really start saving. So, uh, again, if there's a way that we can do that and help, obviously that's what we're here for. So again, another question for you too, is it, is it common for teachers to have multiple 403Bs? Cause you said there's a lot of different providers and, and me, you know, looking from outside, looking in saying, okay, if I'm, you know, a, a teacher and I want to, you know, quote unquote, be diversified. Um, that's the old adage, right? In our business, mm-hmm. everyone should be diversified with mm-hmm. their investments. Wouldn't yep. it be natural for me just to say, yeah, I'll be diversified. I'll get, you know, three or four different 403Bs. Is that common for people to do? Is it advisable? What, what do you think? Yeah. So from my experience working with teachers, it's very common to see teachers with multiple 403Bs open. Now, um, they aren't necessarily contributing to all the um, providers that they have, um, but they have multiple 403B plans within a certain school district. So yes, it's not uncommon to see that in schools. Um, It's more common to be more confused about um, the teachers don't really know where they're saving. Um, They might have forgot about a 403B plan that they saved and started earlier um, in their career. So when we sit down with clients, we're not surprised to see that um, a client having more than um, one or two 403Bs out there. Yeah. So can you tell me uh, uh, anything more about that? Or is there a situation where you ran across uh, where where someone had multiple 403Bs kind of didn't really, I don't want to say didn't know what they were doing, but just kind of um, had stuff scattered everywhere and um, uh, like where did you help or how, how can you help in those types of situations? Yeah, so we actually recently had a client come in. Um, we'll call Mr. Smith for today. Uh, Mr. Smith had three different 403Bs um, that he had accumulated throughout his career. Um, he is about five years to retirement. Did a really, really good job saving but didn't really know where they fit in his financial plan. So he had one check um, mark off of his box to say, hey, he did a good job saving. But um, what we kind of sat down with him to make sure he knew is is how these 403Bs were going to help him um, in his retirement planning process, both pre- and post-retirement. So our goal when we sat down with Mr. Smith um, was to essentially show him um, what we would be able to do with these three different 403Bs in order to get him to his goals that he set forth in retirement. So, like, like, is this money in there? Is it going to be subject to taxes when he retires? Or, you know, can they get this money uh, whenever they retire or if they just leave their job? Like, what's this, this accessible? How is it accessible to the client? And, and what are the tax ramifications? Because obviously, we're big tax planning people here when it comes to the retirement plan. How does that, that come into play here with him and, and, and his? 
his situation. Yeah, so for his situation, Mr. Smith's um, plans were very plan-specific, meaning um, a lot of annuity-based 403Bs have what they call as a surrender period, meaning you have to stay in a contract for a set amount in time, or they're essentially assessed a penalty um, if they were to get out of that contract before that period ended. So that was very important for us to do our research on to make sure that Mr. Um, Smith did not pay a penalty um, and kind of see the way we're going to work to where it's his best scenario um, fee-wise and also access-wise to his plans Um, because he was going to retire at 60. So we always say the golden age of these retirement plans are 59 and a half because the IRS says, hey, at 59 and a half, um, depending on the certain plan, you have access without penalty to these funds. Yeah, so it uh, makes, makes a lot of sense. And so in, in his specific situation, obviously you said he done a great job saving, he checked that box, um, it, but kind of scattered everywhere. So I guess that, that kind of creates an issue, right? If you got money kind of scattered in all the places, like I, I mentioned to you, what if you're, you know, uh, you want to be diversified, have mm-hmm. too many plans, but uh, essentially what you're saying is that if he has a, an annuity-based one, it could be higher in fees and a, a mutual fund-based one. So uh, how do you kind of uh, help yourself, I guess, the, the in this problem, this situation, you got stuff kind of scattered everywhere. What's the, the solution that, that you can offer? What What's the solution you offered for Mr. Smith in this example? Yeah, so fortunately, we have uh, the ability to put all of his plans into our software to kind of access um, what funds he's in, what he's paying in fees, um, and kind of what it looks like from a broad, broad scenario. So what we found out about Mr. Smith was he was about um, – 1.75 to about 2.25% in all of his planning fees. So what we were able to do um, from a fee standpoint was to save him about 1% a year um, in overall fees. So that was very important to us and he was very happy about because when you start talking about $250,000 to $500,000 in these uh, 403B plans, 1% difference could make a lasting impact on what somebody has saved at the end of their retirement. So um, he was very happy to see the difference um, in that amount and also show him a plan to say, hey, because you saved this amount of money, this is what you're able to take off of that plan in retirement to help supplement his income from his pension system. So you're basically able to take a, a bunch of stuff kind of scattered everywhere, or like I use the word diversified, um, and, and really give him true diversification, right? Because sometimes things, it's almost like a, uh, I envision it as a, as a giant tug of war, right, Dan, mm-hmm. where, where you have um, three different people involved, three different people giving advice, and they're kind of just you know fighting with each other. So is it, is it really working together in unison, or are we just kind of fighting against one another and so the term we use here is proper conviction. So you're able to take that portfolio or those, those, those three different options, those three different funds, combine them into one and give them true conviction, true diversification, so that plan can really be invested in a specific manner to deliver on the end result, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then what we looked at for Mr. Smith was um, diversification and being better diversified doesn't necessarily mean having multiple products out there in order to achieve your goal. Um, real diversification, diversification, excuse me, means um, going based off your financial plan, 
what's the best way to get there while maintaining a um, proper amount of risk that a client wants to take on. So a lot of people were kind of confused to say, hey, I'm diversified because I have three different four or three Bs, but we actually found out that um, Mr. Smith wasn't diversified at all and he w his risk score or risk tolerance was way higher than what he was actually comfortable with. So um, we got him into a scenario where he was comfortable with the amount of risk he was taking. He was very well properly diversified um, in the plan that we gave him. And he was very happy to see, hey, I came in um, and had very good savings, but didn't really know how these products were going to help me in retirement. Now we gave him a, a specific plan um, for these 403Bs to actually help him to and through retirement. Right. And ultimately, that's the result that we got to deliver on, right? Is, mm -hmm. is building that plan, following up with that, and making sure that ultimately everything works together and, and, and finish this thing out so he can enjoy retirement. Um, so ultimately what it boils down to, Dan, is is in this situation specifically, as it results back to our type of, our, our philosophy and our process was really organizing his strategies into a plan, mm -hmm. right? When you think about it, he had stuff kind of scattered everywhere, so your job was really just tidying it up a little bit. He did the work, right? Yep. He saved and did a great job saving mm -hmm. and, and and didn't have to coach him up on that like the previous podcast where he kind of had to deliver the bad news. Yep. This one is saying, hey, you did a heck of a job, but it's kind of scattered everywhere. Let's clean this thing up a little bit. Let's organize this plan and, and show you what the clear direction moving forward is so that we can deliver on this end result, which is a, a comfortable retirement. So that's what we did there. And, and that's one of the steps of our process. So in essence, if you have questions regarding your 403B options or even how to enroll in a 403B, or if you find yourself kind of scattered out there with multiple different 403B options and would like to look to consolidate, please reach out to us here in the office at 330 473 1060, or you can go right to our website, www.bashrock-fg.com, and you can schedule a 30 minute consultation with us at no cost. You can come into the office here, right downtown Wadsworth, um, and have a little conversation with us and Dan here, our specialist in, in the, the with working with the educators. Uh, we'd be happy to, to have a conversation with you and, and see if we can help you. Uh, in your financial future. So, Dan, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure talking about uh, pensions and, and then 403Bs, and, and we, we enjoyed it so much we took it into 403B Part 2. So thanks a lot, Dan, for your time, and, and we'll we'll uh, maybe look forward to hopping on more podcasts together about this topic. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. 
This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.